Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. So, what's up? Long time no see. I'm not even going to front. I miss you so much. Mm. <laughs> I was like in the middle of like going through it last week and I was just like, what is wrong with me? And I was like, oh. I was upset that you didn't send me the rough notification. I was like, oh. So I just don't record for one week and I can't get notified. Fine. It wasn't even like that. <laughs> I swear I didn't get off the phone with Akeem until about 1030. And what time did y'all start? Wait. Wait, 930. We started at 630. Yeah, that episode, it, I cut out so much crazy shit. That wasn't like super crazy. I mean, the rough one was two and a half. Yeah, like we talk more than that. Damn, Akeem always got shit to say. Yeah, but like he was built for this shit though. Yeah, he was. Did you see his crazy ass video today? Mm, I haven't seen it once. I've barely been on Instagram today. Yeah, I mean that nigga's crazy. (laughs) But clearly, yeah. Um, so we have a lot to talk about whole lot actually yeah we do so where do you want to start i guess weekend of course your weekend is all is clearly way better than mine was what'd you do the same thing i always do (laughs) (laughs) it was saint patty's day weekend man you should have got out and did something i did go out for a second on saturday how was that that shit started getting intense where'd you go i went I wasn't going to go downtown, but it was too fucking crazy. So I went to Maggie Myers. Wow. I'd be forgetting about them. Yeah, me too. And then I was like, I'll just go there instead of going anywhere else. And I went and I had fish and chips. Mm. Show my Irish shite. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I apparently ran into the town drunk who started buying me a... Irish car bombs. Ooh, that's dangerous. And then like three in and like three green beers in. I was only there for like two hours. So I left tipsy as a motherfucker. I don't like green beer. It was Miller Lite, which is my go-to cheap beer. The food, I don't know. I feel like the food coloring just really fucks with the flavor of the beer. It does. That's why I got a Guinness. Ooh, I don't do Guinness either. The best is when you get a Guinness and then you layer it with like a IPA or something. Isn't that called like a black and tan or some shit? Black and tan or I've seen a dirty hippie also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did that. Guinness is just way too heavy for me. I can only drink it on uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> like that's my shit. One at a time, please. <laughs> 
but the fish and chips were nice. Yeah, how is their food? I've never actually been to Maggie Myers. It's good dive bar food. Mm. So they have like wings, fries, mm-hmm. fish, fries, burgers. Yep. Sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Salads. And it was mostly, I did notice, I guess that's the UAH bar. Yeah. It's right over there. Because back in the day, old bookstore. back in the day, they used to be Olivia's. Um, I feel like I. It used to be a karaoke spot. Feel familiar with the name? It was a it was a black club. Oh. Hmm. Or every time I went, it was a black club. But yeah, so we used to go there at A and M. That was like the the chill spot before they changed it to Maggie Myers. Didn't even realize. You weren't here, so you probably didn't <laughs> think about it. Yeah, you I were wasn't. down in Auburn. I was definitely gone during that era. You weren't worried about what us Huntsvilleians were doing. Nope. You were on the planes. Yep. Living my best. <laughs> Partying like a rock star. Totally, dude. <laughs> um, um, so what else did you do? You went home after Maggie Myers? Yeah, because I've been packing or really just cleaning and having anxiety from packing. <laughs> Not really packing in the general sense, but packing in the, the I having, yeah, the anxiety of, I'm moving out of the first place I've ever had by myself. Oh, man. That should be exciting. And then Cooper's just looking like, what the fuck's going on? Because how long have you been over there? Two years? Mm-hmm. Mm. But like, I kind of don't want to move. I mean, I'm going to move, of course, but. See, I'm currently looking for places to move into because. I just can't do it. I feel like there's too much tension between me and my mom. The only advice I would give is don't go too big. Just get a safe place. Yeah. You can chill. I mean, no, my budget. Because I kind of went real bougie with the (laughs) the place I chose. I was going to ask about yours, which is very hard when you want a decent place in Huntsville. That's a one bedroom. Like, if I want a better place, I'm going to have to get a roommate. And I'm really trying to avoid getting a roommate. My place, if I had signed the new lease, it would have been. See, I can't do that by myself, sir. (laughs) I'm bougie, bro. That coming out of one paycheck would fuck me up. Um, I mean, I could do it. I just would have to save, like, months in advance. There, I mean. I don't know, like, since you're a girl, you, you have a different level of safety you have to worry about. For me, though, if I could go back. Well, I w- your place looked pretty safe. Oh, yeah, my place is safe as hell. Safe spot of town, like, it was a safe area, everything was well lit. And they're, they're building the stadium at the corner of Zert, so it's going to be even more shit to do. Like, the baseball stadium? Yeah, for the trash pandas. It's gonna I be a Zert. It's gonna be on Zert. Yeah, and then they're building bars and stuff around there too. So that's gonna uh, be like the. Po- that's why my rent went up. Gentrification. Pretty much. Now you could stay on Shelton Road, which is across. There's they're a little cheaper over there. Hmm. Like you got Zert this way, and you got Shelton the other way. Mm-hmm. So I realize I'm just gonna have to actually go and look because that helps. I've been on Apartments.com and Apartment List. And none of them show me. So there's certain apartments that I've been actually like 
looking at specifically and I was hoping that they would pop up on one of these like apartment search engine sites but they didn't so I'm just like I just need to go and actually look because not every place in Huntsville is on right the internet and then they just re they renovated a lot of places now so you could probably find a place I've found some I'm not even gonna lie they're just like further out than I want them to I would I would really just like one day go just looking around I'm gonna do that put gas in a Mustang and just drive because that's what I did and then I got tired of looking and I told my mom and my sister to go find me an apartment and they found my apartment see that's what that's what mothers will do for their sons <laughs> I could see if they want to do it for you too <laughs> you're the firstborn son your mom was probably like oh let me hold my baby that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened see my mom will be like Mm-mm. <laughs> and Andre I don't probably, be knowing what you like and then Andre is probably listening to this oh she's they, they treat him better than me get the fuck out of here only thing I hate, this is the thing I hate about fucking moving into an apartment is that fucking security deposit. Yeah. Or pet deposit. Animals. Not Cooper. I mean the, the See, they don't allow people. they don't allow dogs or cats. Don't ever trust anybody that doesn't allow dogs. No, that does like, kind of worry me though, like come on. That but that also means that they won't be putting up with bullshit. But no, it's so okay. It's seven hundred and forty-one square feet. Like Stan told me, if you just when you go looking, just make sure ain't no broken down cars in the parking lot <laughs> and shit. He said, because that's how you know. <laughs> right, that's how you know for sure. In my bougie ass apartment, they uh towed, uh they put that sticker on your car that first day that your shit was like it ain't moving, and then yeah, they get that you shit. on up out of there. Yeah, it's time for you to hit the trail, bro. Yeah, no, so this is, um, this would be the the most convenient, the most perfect for me. Okay, yeah. I would look at the, like, that border of Madison slash West Huntsville. You can find a steel over there. It's just you guys have to deal with the Madison issues of, like, traffic. <laughs> so man my weekend was pretty fun um friday was a concert and i'm gonna be real honest i was really disappointed because Nas's set was better than erica's set that's I kind of had that feeling because I've always heard that Nas puts on like one of the greatest shows ever. And it wasn't because her set wasn't great. She was late as fuck. Yeah, that's the other. She was an hour and a half late. Ooh, that's on Lauren Hill status. Yes. Um, people actually got up and started leaving like right as she got to the stage because she was that late. So the show started at 8 and... Nas actually went on around like 8.30. So he had like almost a whole hour, which I thought that he was, I thought it was like, um, you know, like a, a regular opener where, you, where you'll do like a couple songs and you might have like 30 minutes and then she's going to have the rest of the thing. 
But his set was like, like I said, like 45 minutes to an hour. So he put on a really good set. Like, now it's not open for just anybody. This, this is also true. <laughs> I was surprised actually when I saw that he was on tour with her. But so I was like, okay, like, damn, this is going to be a good ass show. So he did his set. The, um, what do you call people who host events? MC. MCs, VJs, whatever. Um, so MC comes out and he apparently is some older entertainment dude. I don't know if he's somebody who like produces shows or puts shows together or what, but he's basically talking about like he's having a whole memory lane thing with like his um his experience in the industry and he's kind of like sideways cracking jokes or something. Like it kind of turned into a comedy show, which was weird because I'm like, what are we here for? Like what's happening? So he might have just been filling in time. He was. That's exactly what he was doing. But it, it it became obvious that that's what he was doing. After like thirty minutes of it, we were like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? So when he's up, I want to say it's like a little after nine. He's literally up doing shit. He has the DJ play a couple songs. We got crunk for a minute. Um, he did a couple of like crowd interaction shit, like pulling people out of the crowd to dance and shit. And then, so he left the stage and it was like a awkward intermission. Like the intermission was not announced. Like it was just something that happened. Like all the lights came back on in the stadium and we were just kind of chilling. So, um, he comes back out maybe 20 minutes after that. And, you know, the lights go back down. He does his whole thing again where he's, you know, telling jokes and having the DJ play old songs and shit. And we're just like, okay, like, come on, what the fuck is going on? So he finally announced Erica. And I want to say that it had to be 10 o'clock or later. Damn. When she started. And it pissed me off because... She didn't leave us with an apology, but on top of that, like during the show in between songs, she was kind of like rushing the band. Like, come on y'all now, we can't waste these folks money. They came out for a show and I'm like, bitch, you the one late. (laughs) Everybody else was ready, but your ass, like don't do that. So I was irritated by that. But on top of that, she didn't do Tyrone the way she was supposed to do Tyrone so that was like the last song and she was doing a bunch of like weird like stop and go shit with the band and I was like I hate when that happens like girl I know you probably tired of singing this shit but you know this is what we here for like give it to us with your whole ass (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of disappointed me one thing that shocked me though was her background vocals her background vocals were fucking out of this world and that might have been the only thing that kind of like redeemed her a little bit with me at least was the fact that them background vocals literally were just like making me melt into the seat i was like damn she got every fucking type of voice that you could ever think of hitting every single note that fits into each chord and I was like damn this shit is so lit so um that was cool what wasn't cool was the temperature drop that night (laughs) so I had on a little thotty outfit (laughs) titties out belly out you know what I'm saying like shit is out toes out not the toes out 
And listen, I would have been fine if the show started and ended on time. Would have been fine. But we ended up waiting for like an hour outside because, of course, the venue has to be cleared by a certain time. Mm -hmm. So we were waiting outside the venue from 1130 to almost 1230 for our fucking Uber. Um, Because, of course, like it's congested. And for one, we were waiting for the prices to go down because... Surgeon. When we initially looked, it was certain like a motherfucker, and for five of us to get ten minutes down the road, it was gonna be like one fifty or one seventy, and we were like, "Oh hell no!" So we waited. The devil is a liar. <laughs> we waited like thirty minutes, and then finally started going back down, put in our order for the Uber. Uber literally was like lost, so that added on to our time. But it was so freaking cold outside that night, like wind chilling kind of cold and I was like I thought that Atlanta was gonna be warmer than this because when we got there during the day it was like in the 70s so I'm like tonight you know it's probably gonna be in the 50s maybe the 40s no it got back down to the 30s that night while I'm out here with all my little bits out (laughs) now my sinus is draining I'm I'm blaming (laughs) Erica for all of it I love you Erica but damn girl you had us all fucked up so the question is, are you now a Nas fan? I've been a Nas fan. I just I just never really followed his. So, okay. I never disliked Nas's music. I just never really fully Embraced dug it. into his catalog. Like, I knew his hits, you know what I'm saying? I was familiar with his hits, but I, I wasn't like a Nas, like, super saiyan and staying on top of all his hit releases or his new releases or nothing like that because i know before i've said like mm, not really so um i'm definitely more of a Nas fan like the energy that he bought to the show that was pretty like his set was cool he did a tribute to amy winehouse yeah um, cherry wine the chair yeah he did that whole thing because um, he not have the same birthday yeah he mentioned that um it was just full of full of energy. He, I think he did start to mess up towards the end of this set, his set, because they were basically pushing for him to perform more because they knew that she was late. Mm-hmm. And on a couple of the songs towards the end, he had kind of lost his place. Like he he recovered pretty quickly, but I could tell like he was a little bit off because one of the songs he ended up just kind of like cutting short a little bit like this is it if i keep going i'm gonna fuck it up type right. situation but when you sent me the video of him doing the world is yours i was so fucking bad i was like oh and i always wanted to hear that because that's like one of my favorite songs ever the crowd was so lit because illmatic is one of my favorite i think illmatic is one of the greatest albums ever I feel like that's mostly everybody's consensus, especially our age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the people our age also think that Steelmatic is better because it's during the Jay-Z Nas beef. Mm-hmm. But Steelmatic ain't got shit on Illmatic. Now, most of my, my musical friends who know like a whole lot of music, they definitely go hard for Illmatic. Because it's perfect. you're a a stan (laughs) you're a full-on stan that's fine be a stan that's cute Mm, you said that in a condescending way though no another thing i was jealous of you 
was nigga, if you go to Atlanta anytime soon or just anytime in your lifetime from here on out, Negril's Village is apparently like the spot. Because when I posted that picture on Instagram, everybody was hitting me up like, oh my God, this is the spot. This is my spot. So let me first tell you. So when we walked in, there was music playing like we were at a fucking club. So it was just lit in there. But mm-hmm. of course it was like, um, it was, it was, um, wow. Why can I think of the word? Caribbean? Yes. Dance hall? Shaba? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite dance hall. Um, oh, it was, it was, reggaeton? it was very reggaeton. Yes reggaeton yeah it was very um just like upbeat like good sunshine barbecue music so that was the first thing that was lit when you first walk in they had this big ass bar as soon as you walk in so the bar is pretty much it's it's like the length that voodoo is from the front to the back okay so the it's just a long ass bar So then they also have, of course, like their dining room and the dining room is literally like some coming to America shit. So there's mirrors all the way around. So it just feels super big in there. But the tables were big as fuck and they were marble, my nigga. Like big ass. Yes. Like ivory marble with like gold in it. Okay. Nice ass, like heavy chair, like gold chairs. I was like, what? damn. <laughs> right. <laughs> like literally, I was like, oh, this is fancy. So that was the first thing they gave us. Um, they had good ass mimosa specials. Um, but nigga, that chicken and that waffle. I just can't even First of all, I ate it all. I ate it all. Okay. <laughs> ate I, everything. I ate it all. I ate more than anybody else at the table. Like I went hungry. I wasn't playing no games. They give you three big ass pieces of chicken. So I had a wing, a thigh. Did I have a wing of thigh and a breast? Damn. It was a lot of chicken. Okay. We had the white meat and the dark meat on the plate. <laughs> Equal opportunity, my brother. Literally. And then the waffle was um it had pineapple in it. I just cannot describe to you the flavor collusion that was happening. It was just though ugh. I love a sweet and a meat. Like I love a sweet that's why chicken and waffles is bae, but jerk chicken and pineapple waffles is like game changer. <laughs> like I need the recipe. So that every all the food in Atlanta is bomb as fuck. Like I didn't have not one bad food experience. That's the college scam thing. Oh, that's what you're calling it? No, that's what the FBI called it. Oh, is it? Operation Varsity Blues. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
Okay, let's talk about it. Operation Varsity Blues, they busted 50 uh, parents who had committed mail fraud or conspiracy to commit mail fraud for trying to get their children into elite universities. These Ivy Leagues and things. And not even some of the Ivy Leagues. Like, Lori Laughlin paid 500000 to get her daughter into USC. Oh. I know that was uh, USC. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> Which the question to ask, uh, was several questions to ask, uh, I made a, a short list of uh, some of the questions I had. Uh, who knew Aunt Becky was married to the dude that created Massimo? Yeah, no one. That was out of the blue. It was like, Massimo. Massimo. <gasps> the nigga that sells shit at Target? Yeah. Even though apparently they have a more advanced line also, like mm. the old school 90s shit when it was popping, popping. Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Who knew that? Why, if your daughter, like, if you're married to a man that's worth, I think they say like sixty mil, and you got a couple mil, you you know, you got those full house and fuller house residuals coming, and your daughter's already popping as a uh, what do they call them? Uh, influencer. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh. Uh, is it Lara Jade or whatever? Uh, she's one of them. She's like 19 or whatever, but she's like a makeup influencer. Hmm. So let's uh, look her up on the gram, shall we? Olivia Jade. Olivia Jade. That's it. But yeah. So first and foremost, she's an influencer and stuff. She's making money off IG, stuff like that. I'm not hating. Just being honest. And she doesn't seem to be the sharpest tool in the shed, we'll say. So, they cheated for her to get into USC. Oh, damn. She got 1.4 million followers. Yeah, like, she's popping out here. Why would... And then, like, she did the interview where she said, I'm not really going to college for the experience because I don't care about that. I'm just going for the game days, shit like that. Oh, she is out here. She actually has, like, collaborations with makeup companies or she did until this came out man fuck that and that's another thing i can't fucking stand these hoes just be out here with all this access to shit at such young ages not knowing what the hell they doing yeah and then so um so they cheated for her to get into usc why would you not just use five hundred thousand dollars to invest in your daughter and fuck college or fucking just go to another fucking school. Why do you have to go to USC so fucking bad? Like, boo, you could have went down to Arizona State and balled out in the desert. You could have came down to Alabama and been fucking queen down here. You could have got anywhere. She looks just like her mama too, but yeah. she got a nose job. Yeah. And her mama's still fine. True. That is a white woman that's aging very well. Facts. Um. And then you also got the, I don't know if it's the son or daughter of Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy. Mm -hmm. And Felicity Huffman got arrested by the feds also. Mm -hmm. The question is, how did Frank Gallagher not get arrested in this scheme? (laughs) 
It seems like a Gallagher-ass fucking plan. Is she the one? Felicity Huffman is the one from Desperate Housewives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And William H. Macy is Frank Gallagher. Guess she, uh, she was a Desperate Housewife for real. Frank Gallagher really out here with these scales, bro. Wildin'. So, this has led to several fucking questions. Mm-hmm. One of which that I have been uh zoned in on is the idea that first let's do this have you ever been told the uh the racial trope that black people get in college for free or black people getting scholarships or stuff just for free affirmative action type shit yeah yeah and they always focus on black people getting stuff not being on a merit point. But we never talk about legacy admissions or stuff like this, mm-hmm. which is not based on any merit at all. It's based on the merit of either your grandparents or your parents, but not any of your merit. Right. And you have preferred interest. Uh, you have preferred uh, admittance into these legacy places like the Yales and the Harvards and stuff. And then the, the few affirmative action uh, scholarships they give either go to white women or Asians. So the idea that this is this large level of uh, black people just in these Ivy League schools, which is something that I saw on Tucker Carlson's program with this clip. We are paying for these institutions. They're in no sense private. None of them. I think two, Hillsdale and Grove City. Everyone else takes federal funds. So why shouldn't we know? Why do they hide from us how they make these decisions? Well, the main reason is because of the size of racial preferences. That's what they are, don't want anybody to know, the fact that if you're applying to Harvard, being black gets you four, four times greater chance of being admitted than anybody else. This is much greater than legacy preferences. But First off, those facts are fucking bullshit. If that was true, wouldn't way more of your Harvard demographic percentage be black? Yeah. It was almost like <laughs> the real HU wouldn't be Howard or Hampton. It would be Harvard University. Point blank, period. Harvard would be a HBCU. But wait, it's not that many black people at Harvard. It's almost like those black people had to work extra hard to get to Harvard based on some systematic oppression that may be or may not be called racism or it's almost like black people are not four times more likely to get in but they're four times less likely to get in (laughs) so either way you slice it that's bullshit either way you slice it that bitch is fucking wrong and i suggest that she shut up shut your bitch ass up (laughs) my thing is it's like if it was really so easy for black people to be to to make it through these spaces in life, where they at? But that's that's the kicker, because when you ask that question, you're led to oh, but Barack Obama, right? Or you're led to at, to get to the point of the undercover uh, dig that they're really doing. When you're like, so why isn't that black people aren't there? I guess they just don't work hard enough. Uh, 
I guess they just didn't want to do it. It's just gaslighting. It's just like that school in Manhattan that they came out today that only seven is the best school in New York City. Only seven of the students are African-American. And then so they do the. The um, the the model minority thing to where white people scapegoat to saying that it can't be about racist. Well, it's mostly Asian. The, the history of Asians in this country is fucked up. Let's not speed past that. But the immigrants that came to this country that are Asians are usually in better positions based on cultural things. And they don't have to have the sting of racism and slave and slavery in their past. And often they're uh, propped up by the white propaganda system to make it seem like that they have gone through the same experiences as African-Americans or Hispanics in this country when that is not anywhere close to the truth. Mm -mm. The fact that they outperform whites is just the fact that they haven't been oppressed to the level that whites have oppressed everybody else. I'm literally just looking at her page. She has all the comments, the um, disabled starting starting this year oh yeah because they were going at her she lost money but yeah so the idea that black people are just giving stuff for free and one of the tweets that i saw because chris actually talked about it but yeah um it was a white guy talking and he was talking about how um he grew up hearing always hearing that black people were given free uh, education. I mean, they were given free college admittance or um, I lost my spot because it was, they had to let a minority in. Or the one that I always heard was I could have went to a and I could have got a minority scholarship. Like, bro, Ugh. you got a 1.5 GPA and you don't play any sports. I hate but that But tell shit. me why you could get into a historical black college because it's quote unquote easy. I hate that shit. And people don't. People didn't really understand affirmative action either when it was first implemented. No. And that whole like myth of people just letting black people in just got passed down with no kind of real backing towards it. But affirmative action was something to kind of help implement segregation or or integration of Mm -hmm. races. Like they had to put laws in place because people were still not complying. Right. That's what affirmative action before, but was for, but that doesn't mean that anybody that was hired underneath any kind of affirmative action wasn't qualified. Umbrella was not qualified. It's just that they were not presented with certain opportunities, even though they, they met a certain criteria. They had to to be placed. Right. It had been recruited and brought into the system. Exactly. To offset <clears throat> the years of when they couldn't be in that system. Exactly. Think about how many doctors and lawyers and stuff came from HBCUs only because they couldn't go to white schools legally. It wasn't right. that they chose not to go, right. which is another thing that people don't understand. They were prevented from going to white institutions. Literally. They yes. were not going to get in on their own. Under the idea of they may die. So it's not just like black people just chose not to go to white schools. Right. It's not just like, well, I was uh, all the, 
teams in the SEC all white until about 1970. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder if they just decided the A&M and I'm going to say were the uh, best places to go. Yeah, they were because they weren't going to get fucking killed by trying to fucking register. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. Um. And then, oh, I'm sorry. One, uh, I did listen to a podcast a while ago where they talked about the only true time that segregation, I mean, that integration was actually used. It propelled the 1980s economic boom. Like our parents say, like when integration and busing started in the 70s, that generation of black people to this day is probably the most wealthy of all. Yeah. Because they were able to have access for the first time to some of the things that they had been prevented from. And a black middle class was able to rise in a different way. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand that. Like I was, I was talking to Stan about it, like when we were talking about the whole uh, college thing. And I was like, you got to think about it. You went to school when integration first happened. All the schools you went to were integrated. You were the first generation of white people to ever do that. Mm-hmm. That hadn't happened before you. And after you graduated, white flight took place. And white people moved out of the areas that were becoming black. And created and their own right enclaves. Community again. And that's how we have resegregated ourselves. Damn, that shit got deep. <laughs> we, yeah, I'm just, I'm just literally thinking about it. We still do that. Yeah, we look for black neighborhoods and we look to make sure, you know, that there are black restaurants and yeah. But that's a certain level of survival, also, because mm-hmm. that's the only way that you can keep those things moving. Shit is so fucking deep with America. I'm tired of y'all being so complicated. <laughs> it's an evil world we live in. <laughs> True shit. But yeah, no. So this whole scam. So they paid 500000 to get her in the USC. So. Some people pay like $6 million. I heard that. So, okay. My question is, because I didn't actually read into it. I was just listening to all the people that were being uh, hit. Um, so was this happening like after their kids had already taken the ACT? I'm not for sure on that. It it varies, but I know some of them hadn't gotten did to some, that level. Did some of them just not even try to yeah. test? Like, they're just like, no, nope, we finna send somebody to test for you, and yeah. then... Now, the crazy thing is when you involve the NCAA, because what they, gotta... what they were... Did you see what they were doing? Mm-hmm. They were making fake athletic profiles on people and they were literally photoshopping pictures of people people on on athletic bodies. Yeah, I saw that. And then so they are essentially taking the place of an athlete who has worked his ass off to get into a school and they're just taking it. So they're hurting white people and black people. I'm just like, but how did y'all think nobody was going to notice this shit? The secret is that shit probably happens all the fucking time. Well, no, I was going to say when you first brought up the NCAA, I was going to say, damn, are they going to have to like open up some old cases or like go through some shit now for it to happen so seamlessly? That means that this shit had to have happened before. 
But then somebody also brought up the, the genius point of why didn't they just do it the legal way where you pay like a Jared Kushner's dad gave a million dollars to Harvard to build like a library or something. And Jared Kushner, who didn't qualify to get into Harvard, was accepted into Harvard. Yeah. That's the old school way. You make a donation, mm-hmm. you get in. Become a patron. So these ignorant motherfuckers <laughs> decided that no, no, no. We're not going to go the legal way. That's we're gonna too go to crazy. S- that would be insane. <laughs> so we're going to go the scammer way because we are not from the upper class. We knew in this shit. So the only way I know how to get in here is to cheat. Yeah. This shit just blows my mind. I just really wonder though, like how much time they're going to give each person or if, are they even going to serve any kind of, are they going to suffer like a motherfucker? Right. Like what are they actually going to suffer? Nothing. Nothing. I bet you we're not going to hear none of these motherfuckers going to prison. And really they should be like, what? What's going on? Y'all are going to jail. Period. Okay, so our next topic, what is it? Islamophobia. Let's go. I just was looking for the video for Where are you going? Where are you going? Tell me if I'm scared. Fuck you. Fuck how y'all feel. Y'all mad at me because I don't side with every other black person. Because I don't side with every other race. Fuck y'all. I feel how I feel. I felt threatened. And that was it. Fuck y'all. And I'm not flying there. We were evacuated, bitch. Why? Why? With no reason explained at all. No technical difficulties or nothing. Y'all gonna listen to Just with the Mess one day. Because <laughs> my news is real. Girl. Yeah. So how ironic is it that we boarded the same plane and I don't see those people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're fully boarded. Eat my ass. I'm just a mess. <laughs> and my news be real. But then she, there was another video that she had posted where she was just like... She apologized today. Yeah, I got that right here. But it was another one where she said some shit like... Oh, she didn't know. She was that. like, I was scared. I, I was, I had fear for my life. And then she, she was like, I, I ain't scared. Bugs. I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't scared of nobody. I was like, and then there was another one where she was just had the words and she was just like, uh, I have Muslims in my family. It was like, boo, come on. Like, like what the fuck, bro? Like, don't do the whole barbecue Becky shit. And then be like, I got black people in my family. It's like, hey, bro, come on now, dog. Come on, man. Like, what the fuck? And then your black ass ain't got no fucking room to talk about another race of people. And in which you didn't know the difference between a Sikh and a Muslim. You thought Sikhs were different kind of Muslims, which is just going deeper down the rabbit hole of being ignorant as fuck. And then to say that I got Muslims in my family, I didn't know it was different Muslims. Like, bitch. The fuck? So for if for you to say that you didn't know that there was different kinds and you shouldn't have even brought up the fact that you got them in your family because now it just looks like you don't know shit about your family. Seems like <laughs> it was a diversion tactic. 
Girl. Um, no, I have the whole apology video pulled up. Let's go with this. They're all four minutes. Going on. Um, I know this <laughs> That's is a job interview voice. Now, um, it's had my head fucked up as it should. Um, she's unnaturally so pretty though. In a weird kind of way. She has a dope body too. A picture painted of me like I'm a xenophobe or, you know, I'm racist or, you know, prejudiced Girl, or, you know. These crocodile so I wrote tears. A um, and I, I wrote this myself. Sorry, I didn't go hire a publicist to get well, me maybe this or, you know, write it for me. But I feel like nobody can say what I want to say. Sorry, like, me. Hope. I don't need nobody talking <laughs> don't for me. Don't be so sorry. Hope, be careful. So naturally, in my previous post, I was defensive. But that happens when you don't take the time to really know what's transpiring. <laughs> and understanding the error of my actions, I have to first acknowledge the rooted issues which means racially profiling a group of individuals based on their appearance. And on top of that, publicizing it on a platform where others could be hurt by it and others were hurt from it. The feeling of anger and hurt about this situation is very familiar to me, especially being a black woman. So I should definitely empathize more with being racially profiled. On top of that, the climate that this country is in that it that didn't do nothing but add fuel to a wild a wildfire that we still fighting to contain. I'm sure if these container, I'm not out. sure if these particular individuals maybe that you should have hired somebody boo are aware of my actions by now. But either way, I would love to apologize personally to them first. You know, for my insensitive and ignorant behavior. Yet I still would like to apologize to all of you who were aware and offended by my actions. Sadly, I had no knowledge of the tragedy in New Zealand until after my <laughs> video, which doesn't in any way excuse my behavior. I already know that. Nothing excuses it. But it opened up my... But these fake-ass tears, though. <laughs> but it opened up these fake-ass tears. Honestly. Man, fuck her. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've heard enough. Fuck that bitch. So yeah, um, the fact that she did do that literally the day after the New Zealand attack is so fucking crazy. And then the fact that she didn't have the awareness because she was so used to being like, "Oh, y'all hating, y'all hating on a nigga coming up." What really <laughs> pissed me off was. Y'all think I'm just supposed to go with everybody who's black. I don't agree with everybody who's black. Like, bitch, that's not what we asking you to do. And that's, funny, that's not what this is about. It seemed like she had that speech ready and was ready to pop off on it. Except for, bitch, this ain't time to pop off. Ma'am, first of all. You out of pocket. It was probably just a lot of black niggas on your ass. You dumb bitch. <laughs> because they trying to get you to see that you were on some fuck shit. This ain't got nothing That's to do. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Yes. Literally, this this don't got nothing to do with you agreeing with everybody who's black. Like Right. And then like, it's tons of black people that's racist against other people. <laughs> Plenty. We Man, look, we gotta quit acting like black people ain't racist as fuck too. Like we be doing some wild shit too. Yeah. And I'm sure it was some niggas that was on your side. It's just they were wrong too. Point blank. 
But period. This does also bring up an important point about Islamophobia, which has been going on a lot lately, especially with uh, Ilan Omar, the congresswoman who wears the hijab. Yeah, the hijab. Mm-hmm. And the way that people have been reacting to her because she had criticism against um, uh, APAC, which gives money to, uh, which is a Jewish organization that gives money for lobbying to uh, congressmen and, and politicians and stuff. So when she had criticism, people said that it was because she was a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so they've been saying a lot of foul shit that could get her hurt. And she is a woman with children. And one of the bitch ass motherfuckers that said some shit is uh, Janine Pirro on Fox News who mm-hmm. said this. This is not who your party is. Your party is not anti-Israel. She is. Think about this. She's not getting this anti-Israel sentiment doctrine from the Democrat Party. So if it's not rooted in the party, where is she getting it from? Think about it. Omar wears a hijab, which according to the Koran 33, uh, colon 59, tells women to cover so they won't get molested. Is her adherence to this Islamic doctrine indicative of her adherence to Sharia law, which in itself is antithetical to the United States Constitution? That shit gives me chills each time I listen to it because she's pretty much calling for her exile slash, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. and saying that as a a woman of the Islamic faith that she cannot be a true United States citizen because she's still adhering to her religious her religion. You don't say that shit to nuns when they cover their hair. Right. You don't say that shit to uh Jewish men when they wear the yarmulke. So what is it about this Brown woman from Africa who was a refugee who was brought here and still believes in her religion and wears her religious garb. Why is it that she cannot be a member of the American family? But you, Janine Pirro, who is a Roman Catholic, that's exactly what they said about JFK when he ran. Oh, they did. They said that they didn't know if he could be president because he might take orders from the Pope. Right. And that's also the reason that JFK is still the only Catholic that has been elected president of the United States. Very true. So, when you throwing stones, make sure your your house ain't full of glass. Yeah, if she ain't never said nothing about JFK, she doesn't have an argument. I mean, this is also the same bitch that said racism was over after the Civil War. So, I mean, we should take (laughs) with a grain of salt this dumb bitch. Everything. And so she's been uh, on suspension from Fox News ever since she said that. Well, great. 
Because, you know, every now and then Fox News is like, maybe we went a little bit too far, guys. I hope they will just like phase somebody else into her spot and then just send her a notice like, hey, don't come back. <laughs> like, I know you're getting ready for work. <laughs> but actually, we said suspension, but what we decided was, bitch, you fired. If you could just be permanently suspended. Uh, we're gonna need our a uh, badge, and <laughs> we're gonna need all your uniforms. Severance pay has already been cut, so there's no need for you to come here. Or maybe they should do it like when you work in a fast food place and they don't fire you outright, but they just stop giving you hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> I got ten hours this week, but I had twenty last week. Next week you go, you ain't got no hours. You got six. Yeah. Like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> yeah, what y'all no. trying to say? Yeah, no, fuck her. Fuck everybody. I'm tired. Everybody's just stressing me out. It's just too much. It's too much going on. But all this Islamophobia from the last couple of weeks between these people saying wild shit and then people saying Elon, they had a, a poster in West Virginia that had a picture of 9-11 at the top with the building and it said, you said you would never forget. Underneath it, they have a picture of Alon Omar in her hijab, and they say, "Clearly, you have forgotten." Hmm. Y'all niggas out of pocket, out of every single pocket, and y'all gonna get that girl hurt. And which don't fuck that. I don't believe in violence and politics. Yeah, it's just kind of scary because honestly, like with with thoughts and comments like hers it's just like damn honestly like who is gonna protect this woman if somebody does decide to start some shit and then you have the new zealand attack where the guy is literally shooting up mosque on a live stream he shot up two mosques on a live stream before he was it was taken down yeah in which he's yelling out stuff like he's playing xbox while he's killing people. Yep. And then we act like thoughts and prayers. No, fuck that shit. Maybe we should get our thoughts and prayers in order before this shit keeps escalating. And if we ain't gonna do no shit about gun control, we saw how New Zealand's handling this. They getting this shit right out of pocket. They're like, no, we about to we about to change this shit. We finna do something, and that's. That's another thing, like, because I've been posting a lot of those, and I just really wish that's just something that America can adopt. Like, maybe if we keep having these issues with these weapons, that we should just kind of slow up on who can have access to these weapons. So you want to take our freedom. (laughs) But no one wants to try that route, so. So you want to give in to the communists and all the other... uh, brown people this is my right <laughs> to my protect right myself american and i don't think that you have the gall to try to take this out of my arms <laughs> these colors don't run hey man we're pretty good at this white accent <laughs> shit like bro like we've been pretty, been pretty heavily exposed yeah, to it from new market alabama right um, it's not only right, but it's white. <laughs> white power. Um, Down right there. No, but so <laughs> we're terrible. But no, honestly, like the fact that 
that's all it takes for them to be like, hey, you know what? We should just get these guns on up out of here. Also, I mean, that's all it took in Australia because they banned assault rifles after they had one of these incidents. And they were like, yeah, I don't think we need this anymore. Which I believe in the Second Amendment, I guess, per se. The theory of it, because my black ass does not carry my gun on me anymore because no one one of these officers think that I'm about to pull it on them. Exactly. um, It's a catch-22. In theory, I understand it, and I own guns, and... I will protect myself, but I don't think that anybody has a need for AK-47, for AR-15, uh, SK, any type of weapon like that. And if you say some ignorant shit like for hunting, you clearly don't know anything about hunting. Because right. you're going to shoot a deer full of fucking... <laughs> that meat's going to be ruined. You're going to blow your shit up before you even... <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Like, come on, come on now, buddy. Come, come on. on now, buddy. All in there you need is one shot. Right. Maybe two, but sheesh. <laughs> if you were doing enough training with your gun, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have to have a whole bunch of shots. Now, look at that. Look at that. Boycott, TC. I'm just literally thinking about Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Powerful nigga tree. That's all I'm thinking about. But um Did yeah. you see him on the breakfast had him on the breakfast club? That shit was so it was funny at first, and then it was like, this kind of isn't funny because people are saying this shit. This is, this is... MAGA, my nigga. MAGA. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Was, it was, it, it got cringy. I just, I don't like the whole, um... Let's make fun of, uh... That. Well, that, but also just that, um... Roger Rabbit intersection of animation and and reality what? i didn't i just didn't like that part of it that's a weird uh i guess that's a personal thing <laughs> a, ro- a, just, a roger rabbit reference wow because uh, i mean that's that's so you didn't like space jam no that's different because i was of the age of somebody who would enjoy that. I think that's why I didn't enjoy it. I just felt like it was childish. Like it was, but it was like you got you got the person who does the voiceover for Uncle Ruckus to basically either call in or actually come up to the show to push this whole like narrative of black not even black conservatives, but but the way they used Uncle Ruckus in the Boondocks is because it's actually playing on how black people self hate each other. Yeah, that's what I was getting so, ready to say. So used within the satire of that, I understand it. I understand it, but I just didn't like it as a as a radio show thing. I can I can feel you, and I also don't like the idea that that was for uh, outsiders to hear in. Mm-hmm. And not know the context of it, right? That too, which is what my mom's beef was with the Chappelle show, like with the Clayton Bigsby thing. 
it's like we get what it's about. It's about self-hatred of black people. But people saw it as, oh, it's funny to say white power. Yeah. The, well, I think also what I didn't like about it was the fact that it was set up like in an interview style. So, and it requires too much for you to know. You have to know who Uncle Ruckus is and yeah. why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. If not, it sounds like you're co-signing some of the most abhorrent racism in the world. That's what it was. Because to me, it's like, okay, you have to set up interview questions. Obviously, with this particular situation these interview questions are very specific you know what i'm saying like you're asking them for a reason so did you really need him to come on and say these things or could you just have like i don't know i just felt like it was too much for nothing <laughs> i feel you but that's me yeah. no i mean that that floated in my i did stop watching it because that floated in my whole thing and i was like yeah I'm see not i never even right watch them i always just listen when they um, oh, so you the, just listen to the podcast? Yeah, I watch the YouTube channels. Sometimes I do, but most of the time, whenever I'm listening to them, it's th- through podcasts. Like since I got my own place, like that's when I started just watching stuff on YouTube. Like I still don't have cable, so when I get home, I just that's the stuff I'm watching. Just mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, dead end hip hop, their videos. Um, the MTR network, their videos. Oh, while I'm shouting out people, we got to give a shout out to uh, the Mindset podcast. Yeah, I saw you communicating with them a lot. Yeah, and they always retweet our stuff and they always uh, repost our listens on SoundCloud and stuff. I think it's for black women. And they all uh, talk about uh, mental health and how it manifests in the black community. It's a really insightful podcast. So shout out to them. I always forget to shout them out. So I wanted to remember to do that. True. Um, <laughs> anybody else we need to shout out? As far as just doing stuff that we fucks with and they fucks with us. Of course, Akeem, his craziness that he's doing. Um, I don't think so. Um, go check out uh, Corey Battle, who does the music for our show. He has a record label called Can Do Records. They released their first EP with uh, that Sadiq. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's a very good five track EP. It's only 15 minutes. Give it a listen. You will listen to it on repeat a lot. It is a vibe. It is definitely a vibe. And the way it's, that shit starts is dope as fuck. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good situation to start the ride off with yesterday or Sunday. And then uh, Corey produced his ass off as usual. The music he gave to us is like four years old and it was just throwaway shit. And we found the, <laughs> what I guess is our theme song now on it. So basically that, that nigga is talented. <laughs> True that. His sister also is very talented and she has a blog. She does. I don't know what her blog is. It's, I know is her. Is it CourtneyB.com? It might be. I know her Instagram is co Courtney. 
Let me pull it up. Make okay. sure we get it right. Yeah, she has a good fashion blog. It's, it's pretty much just a lifestyle. com. <laughs> the Courtney B. Yes, make sure you get it that way. Um, Shout out to all the other creatives doing shit, man. Mm-hmm. Come on up. Shout out to Terrell. He doing his thing. Yes, Terrell. Frequent <clears throat> guest. I meant to link with him this weekend, but it was... It's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to all our Atlanta listeners, though, because they, they somehow... We have more Atlanta listeners than Huntsville listeners. We have hmm. more plays from Atlanta than Huntsville. So shout out to that shit. Interesting. Oh, that whole, um, that group of black men. So I saved that Nick posted that on his Facebook. Mm-hmm. Let me pull that up. News said a Dallas man nationwide a Dallas man starts a nationwide effort to change the narrative gathers well-dressed men and immediately the comments said respectability politics at its finest mm-hmm. I roll I said hotep as fuck <laughs> <laughs> then someone commented and said I would just say how elitist this is because suits can be purchased by anyone with disposable income one suit don't change the person wearing it i.e. R. Kelly wears a suit Martin Luther King Jr. wore hella suits and did not stop him from being shot. Wearing the costume of your oppressor don't stop the oppression. You just trying to win the oppression Olympics. Now you look down on those who can't afford suits. I will also say this has nothing to do with wanting to look nice, but to say you are trying to change the narrative is problematic. He's also supposedly coming out with a suit line this year. So this is about money. Yes, it is. But let me actually read the article now. (laughs) Okay, so the article says they say a picture is worth a thousand words. With every click, Neandre Broussard is writing a new chapter for future generations, trying to make a change, trying to change the narrative, Broussard said. Broussard started his nationwide effort in 2017 following several high-profile police-involved shootings. It's known as the Black Menswear Social Media Campaign. Every time a victim was portrayed in the media, it was always the worst picture, Broussard said. With every angle, he was he wants to encourage people to see beyond what's on the outside. He has been to six cities with his message. This time, he was back in D.C. in front of the National Museum of African American History and Culture with dozens of well-dressed men. Nashville resident Zarek Harper stopped with his young son when he saw the large group of men gathering. Harper understands what it's like to be judged even before speaking. You may ask somebody what time is it and they seem like they they're scared of you, Harper said. So Broussard and his team snapped a photo in Dallas recently, which went viral. It even gained attention from several celebrities. Broussard hopes the meaning behind the snapshot will also get lots of attention. You can't judge a book by the cover. It's been proven time after time after time again. You're losing out on an opportunity to build relationships with people to find out who people are, Broussard said. So basically, all he's wanting to do is just gather a whole bunch of black men in suits and take photos of them 
That'll change it. And say that, say that this photo of these black men in suits are what's going to change the narrative in hopes of getting people to view black men differently or even just um, cut down on some of the police brutality. That's stupid. Use your common sense. All right, let's do a list of uh, niggas that got shot in suits. Um, Sean Bell, uh, Malcolm X, Meg Evers, Martin Luther King. Uh, wasn't Emmett Till well-dressed? I'm going to assume, yeah, he was from he Chicago. Was, wasn't so. he in like a button-down and a tie or something? No. That was in his That casket. was at his funeral. I don't know what he was wearing. But still, like... Respectability politics, uh, <laughs> politics, my G. Uh, Henry Louis Gates was arrested in his home in a suit. Barack Obama always wore a suit, and then when that nigga wore a uh, tan suit, uh, they were at his neck, acting like he was a a goddamn pimp. Uh, what other uh, well dressed Negroes? Uh, Kanye was always well dressed when he was wilding the fuck out. Like, I just don't, I just want to know at this point, as a man of a certain age, how did you come to the conclusion that just being dressed well is going to change the way people see you because of your skin color like how you dress is not going to change your skin color I'm sorry the issue that people have is not with what you have on it's with what color you are right but I think for a lot of people it is hard for you to really just accept that like you can accept it in theory but the idea that it literally doesn't matter what the fuck I wear that I am it doesn't matter how I talk it doesn't matter what school I went to. doesn't matter what social clubs I'm part of. It doesn't matter how much money is in the fucking bank. People will not like me because I am black. Right. People who are genuine racists are not going to look at what you have on and think of you any differently than what they already have in their minds. And that's, that's the tragic part. Like that's the tragic part. I understand the whole you know, switch up the stereotype. Let's, you know, I get that. But honestly, that's not, that's not a one man thing that can change. We cannot change stereotypes that people have of us. We just can't. It's just not something that we can physically do that is going to change how somebody thinks of us as a group of people. Especially the fact that we've been here 400 years and the marketing plan has gone very well to <laughs> go against the way people look at us. Yeah. So, I mean, all things considered, it's the stereotypes, exercise and futility. Yeah, like the stereotypes, honestly, have just been the same and then, since the beginning of racism. So, honestly, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing has changed. Like, everybody thinks that we're all ugly monkey looking big lip wide nose having breathing all the white bands there right just lazy like bro 
That's the one that always blew my mind. The fact that you would enslave a whole group of people and not pay them and, and then be like, these niggas is lazy. lazy. <laughs> these niggas won't pick my goddamn cotton. <laughs> what? You calling us lazy because you ain't gave us a chance to work on our own. Damn, but no, like literally the stereotypes that have that exist are the stereotypes that have existed for centuries now. So I really wish y'all niggas would stop trying to do this whole let's make sure that we look good. That's only gonna make you feel better about yourself. Literally, that's all it's gonna solve. That's all it's gonna take care of. You can never change the way somebody who already has this premeditated thought you're not gonna change it's gonna take like some life shattering shit to happen like you maybe rescuing their dog because white people love their motherfucking dogs and that's just something if something happened to their dog and you saved it they will put you on a pedestal this nigga could bust through that house and save my dog <laughs> I swear to God, and I love dogs too, but white people really go hard for their dogs. I'm not even going to lie. That's about the only time that you can ever change a a racist white person's mind about something is if you save their baby or save their animal. (laughs) Yep. Or when their grandchild is mixed and it's still their baby. Right. Mixed with blue eyes or some shit though. You know what I'm saying? Like still like white passing. He's not. White passing, but with tan skin. So it's just like, oh. A touch of flavor. <laughs> Look at my white baby with brown skin, even though it's that's not. Give what me it some is. of your brown sugar. <laughs> that's not what it is. Um, man, we're militant as fuck right now. <laughs> I don't need no gun. I beat the shit out one of these niggas. <laughs> niggas don't want to fight no more. I'm just tired, man. I'm tired of, and I just don't understand how number one, like you got to this place where you have this grand idea that you decided to take it to social media. And so many people are like behind you and and you didn't get enough people or more people saying, hey, nigga, like this is respectability politics like a motherfucker. This just ain't <laughs> the shit that you need to push for. Honestly. It's because it's probably he probably got white cosigns and they were like, that sounds like a, a swell idea, Jamal. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> because honestly, like what the fuck is happening out outside of these photo ops? Like so you gather all these men in suits, y'all take pictures and then what? you send these niggas back home or do y'all actually discuss like any kind of action for your community that might be suffering or How you send that, that call out be like hey guys i think i solved racism <laughs> this is how we're gonna get them to stop killing us i don't think anybody ever thought about this but maybe if we wear suits they won't beat us oh another case of uh people wearing suits uh when those little kids in birmingham were getting their asses beat uh in the children's march Dr. Kane made sure they were in their best, their Sunday best. Did that stop them from getting their asses beat or thrown in jail? No. So it's almost like it's a uniform we have that can't be taken off or on that that makes people look at us a certain way. Mm -mm. What could that uniform be? These clothes are not going to change your DNA. That wide nose is still gonna be there. <laughs> These lips are still gonna be there. This uh kinky uh hair is still gonna be there. Little nigga. All right, so now this shit is even worse. <laughs> Let's see how far we can get get it. Still nigga. <laughs>
gonna kind of talk about the young ma thing but i'm gonna kind of wait and see how she responds because i i don't even know what's going on with that so uh kodak black has been on the he wants to fuck why uh young ma and he's getting very disrespectful about it and the other day he had a ig and he was like i mean she got a vagina kodak black need to be shot I, like he just is not <laughs> he just hasn't he I don't something's wrong something is missing he from Florida okay well <laughs> now that you mention that, that is... but sir like who the fuck do you think you are that number one you just gonna set out a mission to fuck somebody that you ain't interested in you, you. Which is very own brand, according to some of the allegations about Kodak Black. But also your premise for even wanting to fuck her was because she's a lesbian. So you think that you finna be the one to conquer her ass. Or you think you're entitled to a woman's sexuality just because she is a woman who does not like you, bro. I bet if she even gave your ass a chance, you wouldn't even know what the fuck to do anyway. Like, he just don't even look like a nigga that know what he doing in the bedroom. I'm sorry. You look like you all talk anyway, to be honest. He looks like he's all talk. There's no way. He doesn't look like he bathes. He don't look like he floss. His fingernails are probably disgusting. God only knows what the fuck the whole taint gooch area is looking like or smelling like. Nigga, shut the fuck up. You don't have a dog in this fight. Like, sit down, please. I'm tired. I'm tired of him. Shut up. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> I'm tired. Like, what the fuck is that about? Men think they own women's sexuality, even when those women are not attracted to men because they are women. Therefore, they should be attracted to men because they have a vagina. Which is absurd. And then also Nick uh, retweeted this and I retweeted also. Those same dudes that be feeling like they're entitled to all women, especially if they're a lesbian, don't have the same energy when a, a gay man approaches them. Right. Then you completely understand consent. Suddenly it's... Why is it that you could understand consent when a gay man approaches you, but hmm. you can't understand it when you're approaching a, a woman who is lesbian? Hmm. Is it the fact that somehow we still only respect men? Hmm. <laughs> Words. But you know, that's fucking... Started. Like, get the fuck out of here. Whoa, man, we can't use the R word <laughs> while we condemn somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is absurd. That is absurd. That I did just, want uh, I did want to get that clip from the Rick James episode of Chappelle show. That is absurd. <laughs> that would be perfect. Like I gotta work on that. That's yeah. the one I gotta get. I believe in you. Um so speaking of gunshots. I got 
got a couple things I gotta get off my goddamn chest. Here we go. Yo. Let's talk about toxic femininity. Mm. First off, we're gonna start at this. Alright, you remember the episode where we were talking about uh you talking about some of your <clears throat> gold digging ass friends mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. was that the wave you were talking about? Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Were you trying to send me a signal, a bad signal in the sky? Definitely. I didn't realize that until this weekend. That was definitely a forewarning. That shit's crazy. Now you know. Life will teach you. What was it that made you think that? <laughs> um. Well, this particular person... Um, is very well known for trying to get other people to buy her drinks. Men and women alike, but especially men. Hmm. So, this person just revealed himself, like, publicly, and... But doesn't even know that they've revealed themselves. Yeah. Which... I don't know if she listens to the show. I don't think so. Not consistently. No, because she would have caught the fucking, uh, the hints that I've been dropping. Because we've been on that shit for about a month. But that shit really pissed me the fuck off. Because like, oh, so you think, even though I follow you, the podcast follows you, and Kim follows you, that you just gonna say this shit, and we ain't gonna get you. That's because she don't think nothing was wrong with it. That's what I'm saying. Like this is this is literally some women's way of life is expecting other people to pay for all of their extracurriculars. Now this is where the game get fucked up because as a gentleman or the ideal of a gentleman, which I don't know if is sexist or not, we're not going to get into that conversation right now. I was just always taught that you pay for your date. If, if, okay, if you're the man and you invite and you make plans, yes. then you should be ready to pay. Right. And you should pay unless they are outright like, no, they don't get down with that, which I respect and I've been in those situations. And it, I don't take it. Some men take an offense to when somebody does that. I do not because I feel like whatever makes you comfortable should be the overall interest that we're looking for right i mean because either way it's a gesture i feel like you know what right I'm saying? it's like just if somebody a common courtesy a nice gesture it's just like we're southerners we why? open doors for each other right like why you gotta let your gender get in the way of receiving a gesture but <laughs> when you expect that shit to go down outright just from jump and invite somebody out places Hoping that they'll come pay for your party. You, ma'am, are mistaken. Trash. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. 
new episodes available every Thursday.